Rotation hits hard in game week 21. Hi there listeners, on this episode we discuss the best non-Manchester City defenders, we go through some differential picks that are outside of the current template, and we discuss captain options for the upcoming game weeks. Welcome back listeners to episode 201 of the FPL Surgery podcast. It's past my bedtime on Sunday the 31st of January and the game week's just finished a few minutes before we started recording tonight. And I mean, I feel like we've said it, you know, about 50% of the 20 or so pods that me and Josh have recorded. But I mean, it was another another crazy game week. You know, we had benchings for key FPL assets, dull games to start the weekend. Andrew Robertson declared a Sadio Mane injury through his FPL transfers. And then Bamford and Salah returned to form on Sunday afternoon. Uh, as always, I'm here with Josh. I mean, we had to delay recording slightly because you were waiting for Son to score, weren't you? I was. I think I could have been waiting forever, mate. Tottenham looked absolute rubbish tonight. And um, so, yeah, without Harry Kane, they definitely uh, looked like they lacked a lot of uh, a lot of fight and a lot of uh, creativity there. So, um, but hey ho, he wasn't my captain. Um, so it was only um, it wasn't it wasn't as big as it could have been for me. So uh, how was your game week, Rich? Do you know what? It was actually all right in the end. I mean, it, it could have been a lot better. Uh, yeah. There were a few things that went wrong, but I guess Don't we're coming. Yeah, but I guess we're coming to, to a that rocky shortly. start. Felt like I think was it yesterday? So on Saturday, it felt like it was going to be horrific, but it actually has worked out all right. Just because of those, you know, there's been a few assets who've done well. I think you mentioned captaincy blank, but I mean, there was only really one captain that returned this this weekend. There was indeed. Uh, and that's yeah. uh, our guest's captain. It is. So, yeah, so our guest has had six top 20k finishes, two top 10k finishes, a top 5k finish, and his best is 2,399th in the world. So please welcome to the podcast, Andrew Gower. Hi, Andrew. How's it going? Hi, Rich. Thanks. Um, uh, yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. Thanks for having me on. Um, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be on my first podcast and uh, very much looking forward to it. No, brilliant. No, it's a pleasure for us to have you on. I mean, we always see, I mean, some of your tweets you put out, I, I mean, I don't know where you get the information from. Um, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, do you have secrets where you find all this stuff? Um, it's just a lot of um, it, it, things just sort of come to me. Um, you know, um, I can sort of browse through uh, Twitter or whatever, or it could be a game playing and something would come to me. And I I just uh, normally go on to um, transfer market and um Look at uh, look at some um, detail on there and, and pull a stat together. Oh, nice. I mean, honestly, every week Josh is always sharing your tweets. He either yeah. mentions them on the pod or he <laughs> mentioned them you know, before we start recording or afterwards. So I know yeah, Josh very, is a fan. They're very original, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah, it's my um, yeah, my kind of style really. When I first came on Twitter, it was uh, I was kind of looking at doing some sort of writing and that, but kind of soon figured out really it wasn't for me and that and this kind of like the one line stats really that come out that, um, I think you're, uh, like. you're criminally underfollowed for the um the amount <laughs> you post and also the the good stuff you do post so uh yeah it's, it's great, great to have you on yeah that's brilliant yeah you and you've you found your niche but um I mean how how was your your game week I guess we'll get straight into that um how how did this week go I mean Josh mentioned your captain did quite well <laughs> um yeah yeah so um yeah I captained um I captained Salah who got the vast majority of my points this week apart from Salah it was uh um oh um Bobby Reed got me a goal um it was very much twos and threes across the board apart from that um obviously I had to a call upon my bench as most of us did this week 
um, with my Man City boys at the back not playing and not much came off the bench um, there. So it was a 54 points with a minus four, so 50 points looking at around a 50k red arrow to around a 260 mark, I think, 260k mark. It's still a very good rank for this time of year. I mean, I'm, I'm jealous of that. Um, can, <laughs> I, can I ask Bobby Reed? <laughs> yes. Um, Not just he, Bobby Reed, Bobby Decordova Reed. Decordova Reed, yeah, yeah. Bobby Decordova Reed. He, he, How did yeah. he get in your team? Uh, he, how he, long have you had him and what was, the, he, what was the thinking behind it? I'm intrigued. So, yeah, so he came in, um, I bench boosted on the previous double game week. He came in as part of a move um, bringing in Cavani. I was looking for a cheaper striker. He was on four yellow cards at the time. And lo and behold, he did actually get booked in the first game. So he actually only played one game for me. Um, but he, was, he hasn't scored a lot of goals. He's Fulham's top top goal scorer. He plays week in, week out. Um, and he's got some pretty decent fixtures as well. Um, and I had one eye on this West Brom game this week as well. So he hasn't been in my side particularly long. I'm delighted that he's come through with a goal, though. He scored a lot more than Brewster has, actually. Um, yes. So, so yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's dirt cheap as well. Um, yeah, he's really got some doubles it. to come as well, remember? Yes, yes. So, I think uh, he's, um, yeah, he's, he's worth having there, hanging around and that, you know, I can put him on the bench at times. Yeah, I guess um, he's one of those, It's you know, it's a, it's a, you know, a, a cheaper player up front that's, that's a little bit more credible than Brewster. Exactly, a lot yeah. a lot more credible probably and i like the cavani pick as well actually because I, I, I looked at your team and there was yeah mm. there's two players stood out i mean cavani i think he was the highest underperformer of xg this weekend unsurprisingly but yeah another one that you know he's, he's going to share some time with marshall and that but he's got some good fixtures now i think he's definitely worth having um unfortunately for me i did get rid of bamford um this week um so i'm actually um with my with my hit, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm so six, pleased. I'm not alone. <laughs> I'm about six. I'm about sixteen points down. Um, so, so what were your moves <laughs> this week, Andrew? Um, I got rid of Bowen and Bamford for Gundogan and Calvert Lewin for a, for a minus four. Is, for a is minus this, four. It's being on this podcast. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the worst 20 weeks I've ever had in FPL have been the 20 weeks that I've been, been you know, co-hosted with Josh on the, on this show. Yeah, but you've um, enjoyed every minute of it, haven't you, Rich, really? It's just been the actual uh, FPL scoring side. Honestly, if it wasn't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't even play FPL anymore. So, yeah, no, I do, I do, enjoy, I do enjoy this. <laughs> and I mean, Iceman, who was on last week, he, you know, he had a banging week. He had Salah captain. So I did, I did want to mention that. But it, should we move on to you, Josh, on to how your game week went? Yeah, so I also um, took a minus four and I'm also guilty of selling Bamford, who I personally thought was in rubbish form and um, stats were looking like they were going downhill. Lead stats looked like they were going downhill. I didn't. I actually thought Rodrigo was having quite a bad effect on him and his output. And I and do he think... He went injured, didn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I do think that might have had a little bit to do with it. I think that like... You know, um, Bamford therefore kind of was 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 the main man again, and um, I think that definitely helped him to get his haul today. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, unfortunately, I sold him for um, normal, uh, steady Eddie Dominic Calvert Lewin, who has been great for me. He was amazing for me last season. He was great for me at the start of this season. Um, it's not that he particularly had a terrible game uh, against no. Newcastle. He just had no service. He just had nothing 
to, to, to play off of, really. Um, so hopefully when they play uh, Leeds um, uh, in the next game week, he'll have a few more chances. Um, and then I took out Suchek um, for Grealish. And yeah, Suchek's been great for me. Um, but because I had a fair amount of money um, from the KDB to Gundogan transfer, I was like, right, I, I want to upgrade a, a couple of my options. And, 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 and that was, yeah, Bamford to Calvert-Lewin and Suchek to Grealish. So Suchek to Grealish move was good. Uh, the other one, not so much. Um, captain this week, I captain Gundogan, which wasn't great. But all in all, I've ended up with... Uh, 62 minus 4, so 58, and a tiny red arrow from 164, no, 167.266 to 167.864, so about 600 places red arrow, which is a shame because it would be nice to get even a tiny green, but um, yeah, it is what it is. And uh, at one point on Saturday, I thought after Everton had lost 2 0, and I had Coleman and DCL and then Gundogan captain blank I thought oh my god this is going to be horrific but good old Emmy Martinez came to the rescue Saturday night yeah no he did he did and my game mine was a weird one because I'm not complaining because my score was actually pretty good in the end I got 60 points in the end it was just a bit a bit of a roller coaster how it came about I did a move last week so who did I remove I removed Rafina uh for Mane and I captain Mane as well and obviously man then about I was really excited about the game week on Saturday morning. And then just after the game loaded, someone pointed out that Andrew Robertson had removed Mane um, from his FPL team, which he also did game week 10 when when Mane didn't play. So I spent the whole weekend worrying about Mane. Mane didn't play. And I mean, just because of COVID, I'm not going to vice captain Salah if I've got Mane captain. So I had Gundogan, Gundogan vice. But I mean, there were some positives. I've got Martinez. I kept Bamford. Um, for his 12-pointer. 12, 12 oh, no, 15-pointer, 15 15. Pointer, sorry. Yeah. I wasn't trying to rub it in. Um, um, so, yeah, no, it was a pretty good game week. I think it's just after last week where I captain Foden, they won 5-0 and I got one point, to then captain Mane, you know, in, in, a, in a decent win and, a, you know, not get anything from it. It, w- it is a bit annoying. And especially if I have to remove Mane this week and, you know, I've used two transfers for effectively nothing and I've got Reese James and Zuma who you know Chelsea have kept all these clean sheets recently and I mean they are big problems now I mean when you've got Brewster outscoring them you know I, I know that my my bench is in trouble um, but we'll move on we'll move on to Alan so Alan's gone through the stats for this week and I mean you know he's so reliable isn't he isn't he Josh I mean the fact that <laughs> you know I didn't even know if he'd be able to get it across to us in time but, but he's done it so yeah. over to you Alan FPL reliable Alan Reliable Alan, the legend. Hi guys, Alan here with some stats from game week 21. We start off with this game week's biggest underperformer. It is Edinson Cavani with nothing to show for 1.11 XG. Other notable underperformers are Che Adams with 0.61 XG and Wilf Zaha with 0.59 XG, both with no attacking returns the past game week. Mohamed Salah is the game week's biggest overperformer with two excellent goals from a combined XG of 0.86, but he also had the most shots of the game week with seven and four on target. Callum Wilson had the second most shots with six and three on target, followed by Ollie Watkins with four and two on target. 
And looking at some interesting results this game week, Aston Villa beat Southampton 1-0, despite the XG results calling a win for Southampton by 1.97 to 0.61. And XG, as you'll remember, does not account for VAR decisions. Leicester v Leeds was a bit closer than the scoreline would make you think. 1.82 to 1.92, a close call in Leeds' favour there. Going by Edinson Cavani's XG data, you might have guessed it. The data suggests Man United should have won the game against Arsenal. 1.69 to 0.86 in United's favour. The FPL community had big hopes for Everton this game week, but they did not quite deliver. A fair win for Newcastle who beat them 2-0 with the numbers calling it 1.69 to 0.78. And we highlighted Chelsea's defence last week and unsurprisingly they only allowed Burnley 0.2 xG in their 2-0 win. And Man City of course had this game week's probably most nailed on clean sheet. Uh, Sheffield United only managed 0.19 xG in total. That's it for this game week. Back to you Rich. Thanks a lot Alan and thanks for reminding me about the the Chelsea defenders. Um, We'll go back to the headlines. If you want to join the FPL Surgery Patreon, please Google FPL Surgery Patreon or you can go to patreon.com forward slash FPL Surgery. Andy Portlock, Ron Frosk and of course Ross from FPL Merch. They're all pledging at the highest tier so they get an extra special mention each week. So our first headline today, it's best non-Manchester City defenders. Now I think we're just going to eliminate Man City defenders from that. Um, and we'll go straight into a question on Twitter. So from Michael Lund, should I keep Justin from Leicester? He is popular the S. But can we expect a lot more returns from him? So if we come to you first, Andrew, I mean, what do you think about players like Justin? And I mean, we can all just chuck out chuck out names here, really, and just discuss defenders that aren't Manchester City. Yeah, yeah. Um, Justin, yeah. I mean, I, haven't, I, haven't, I, don't think, I don't think I've owned him all season. Um, and I don't know why I haven't owned him. Um, <laughs> he's he's actually performed well. Um, you know, he's, he's actually one of... Um, one defender that I'm actually looking at. Um, I myself own um, Reese James of Chelsea, so I've got defensive problems. Justin is someone that I am actually looking at. Um, he's, you know, he's played every single minute of the season so far. I know we had worries regarding whether he would keep his place. Pereira and, and some other guys hanging around, but he's playing week in, week out. Prior to today, Leicester were keeping it pretty tight at the back over the last sort of four to six game weeks. Mm. Um, we know what Leeds are like, you know, Leeds will put three past anyone. Um, so I wouldn't really read too much into today's game. Um, I do think they've got some quite nice fixtures coming up. Um, I do see some clean sheets there. Um, his his attacking numbers are OK. They're nothing, I don't think his attacking stats are anything special. He's, he's only got a couple of assists all season, but um, I think he's a, I think he's a solid pick. Yeah, and I think he's he's quite good for bonus as well. And I mean, I guess with Ndidi, I think his time frame was seven to ten days out. So I mean, you'd imagine he'll be back shortly, and that's that's only going to help Leicester. You, you mentioned Rhys James. Now he's a problem. I know Josh got rid of Rhys James a few weeks ago, and I mean that was a great move. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm also struggling with Rhys James because I mean I don't know if you're like me where you see this potential. But, I mean, the points just don't seem to lie, do they? I mean, it's it's almost binary. He's got one zero one zero 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 one zero. Yeah, he hasn't got more than one point since game week 11. 
And actually, just that's the first time I've noticed that. So, I mean, is he? It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. I was just, that, God, why are we holding well, him? <laughs> why? Oh, yeah, why? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the fact that, I mean, he played, he played some played some minutes, didn't he, in the, um, in the game today. Um, yeah, but he's almost not. Almost scored. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard. Um, I didn't see the game. But, I mean, for me already, it's, it's a no-go. I mean, he, I know he's recently come back from injury, but I think with the new manager, I think um, there'll be a bit of rotation going on at the back there. Um, and I just think it's a, a wise choice just to step away from now and just to, to see how to see how it goes with the Chelsea defence and who are going to be the regular stars. I think the three guys playing in the centre will probably be fairly regular. It's the um, it's the wing back roles if he continues with the wing backs. I think he'll play against Spurs next next game. I really really do. This, yeah. is, the, I think, this um, is the danger with him. It's a bit like Foden mm-hmm. early in the season. You keep thinking he's going to play the next one, and then he doesn't. It's, oh, no. it's, it's more the fact that um, I mean I, I'm, I'm gobsmacked that that he's not played either of the games yet. But you've got to remember that the game, the last game that Lampard was in charge, um, we uh, lost 2-0 to Leicester. And then... And the uh, Luton, you had Luton, didn't you, in the FA Cup? uh, Yes, and James played that game as well. So he played two games on the trot. Then Tuchel came in. Obviously, we know about James's um, niggling injuries. Um, and then, you know, is, is he going to play three games in the trot? Unlikely. Um, they played against Wolves. He obviously played Hudson-Odoi. They need to attack, you know, and the same with Burnley. And I, I think, you know, he, he's going to know how good James is. He's our best player. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not hearing anyone else talk about anyone else. He's our best player. He's The, the kid is incredible. Um, and I really think that he's just going to get better and better as long as he can avoid injuries um and i think against spurs kane or no kane you know they need um to have you know a bit more of a defensive setup and i think that james um right wing back with azpilicueta right center back of a three will be the preferred route so i definitely keep him for this week and i think if then we get a result against spurs which judging on today's performance don't be surprised to see him to see him for those two fantastic next games coming up against Sheffield United and Newcastle. And I'm not saying he played both, but I wouldn't be surprised if he played one of them. So I'd personally stick with James. I think, um, I know he's frustrating recently, but, you know, you can see that as a team, Chelsea now um, picking up clean sheets, two in two. Um, And also, I think with him playing right wing back, I think he's a really exciting option for when he does play. You've just got to hope that when he doesn't play, he doesn't come on like he did today. And he often does come on. I think it's it's funny because when I tripled up on Chelsea defenders early in the season, it was actually because they played Newcastle than Sheffield United. And obviously, you've mentioned we've come so far in the fixtures now that we've got those fixtures coming up in 23 and 24. And it makes it so hard to sell someone like Reese James. I mean, obviously, mm. I've got Zuma as well. Selling Zuma, that seems pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, Zuma's a no-brainer at the yeah. moment. Zuma's... It's Rudiger nailed, would you say? I think there's no reason to to shuffle that back three. You know, you look at you look at the energy that a wing back puts into every single game. You know, so you know it's it's the, it's the most. Um, you know, it's, it's the it's the it's the uh, role within a team that when 
people when uh, managers play wing backs it requires the most energy yeah. you're bombing up and down the pitch all game so to rotate Alonso and Chilwell makes sense to rotate James and obviously it will be Callum Hudson-Odoi because he's, he's playing as Pellicretta to right centre-back um, I think he's fine and if he does that and you know James therefore will play the games that we need to defend a little bit more and Hudson-Odoi will obviously be preferred a little bit more for the games where we need to break down you know low blocks and um, and that's why he probably was used against Wolves and, and Burnley um, so I think yeah I think the three centre-backs I don't think that they'll they'll really move barring injury definitely not Thiago and Azpilicueta and then I think yeah obviously the only the only potential one is Rudiger but you know, judging from some of the media before Tuchel uh, came in, he's always been a fan of Rudiger. He's obviously a fellow German. I think he liked the idea of signing him when he was in his previous uh, previous role. So yeah, I think um, I think they're locked in. None of them excite me as FPL picks, the the three centre backs, but I think they're fairly locked in. Yeah, and um, I mean, Andrew, are there any other defenders that you're you're considering then? I looked at. Harry Maguire actually Man United themselves I know they obviously conceded the two goals against Sheffield United but they have kept um, they've kept a few clean sheets um, recently um, I think they've kept seven over the course of the um, around seven over the course of the season now and Maguire himself is always um, you look at the stats Maguire's up there with his um, efforts on target um, he got a goal recently against Sheffield United and they have just looking at their um, just looking at their fixtures going forward I've got Southampton, Everton next, followed by West Brom, Newcastle. Um, so I think they've got the sort of the next four, the, north, the next four fixtures. I could see, I could certainly see a couple of clean sheets there, uh, yeah. maybe even three. And um, with the threat of Maguire as well, um, he's certainly someone that I'm looking at. Um, so the other one I was looking at was um, Matt Target of Villa. Um, Again, Villa are um, it's second second most clean sheets this season. Um, I think Target is looking at Target now um, himself. Yeah, I mean he's well, I kept three three clean sheets in the last four. Um, Target's had a couple of assists as well. Um, he's looking pretty dangerous down that left hand side, and with their fixtures going forward as well. Um, they're not too bad. West Ham, Arsenal next, and then they got Brighton and Leicester. So there could be a couple of clean sheets there for them as well. So I think yeah, Maguire and Target were the other the other two, along with along with Justin that I was looking at. Yeah, no, I quite like those. I mean, just looking at the top of the fixture, fixture ticker over the next four for defensive team. I mean, Palace are top, but that's difficult, isn't it? Because Mitchell's obviously was yeah, dropped the other day for Van yeah, Aanholt and yeah. and it's Palace. But then you have got Man United, like you say, straight after them. Yeah. There's, and then it's Burnley, Sheffield United. Uh, but then Burnley have got Man City next. It's really difficult. It is really difficult at the moment. Um, so I, I like both of those. I mean, obviously we mentioned Matty Cash. I think it was I think it was the last episode we did. So he he is 0.3 more than more than target. But I mean, I think he got he made a save yesterday. And... It's just using <laughs> yes. um, it's just using up a Villa spot. Um, you know, I, I guess it all depends if you've got Emmy Martinez. If you've got Martinez, do you really want to use up a Villa spot on another defender? If you've not got Martinez, then yeah, I think they're definitely viable. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I don't think I would if I had Martinez. Look at Target, to be honest. Um, I think you know 
you'll be looking at getting Gre- well, I haven't got Grealish, but I'll be looking at getting him at some point. You've got Watkins as well. The good thing with them is, though, they're, they're absolutely nailed. Because, I mean, I've learned with a lot of players I've had this season, like Reese James, Zuma, even if we go back to Lamptey, Saiz, um, obviously Cancelo's been dropped. Stone's got dropped this week. Um, I do like players like that because they, Villa don't seem to rotate much. I mean, it's the same as Leeds as well. So that's why I was looking at a player Josh has had for quite a while, which was Dallas. Um, just because Leeds, Leeds don't rotate. So you know he's going to play. He's, you know, he seems to be scoring regularly at the moment. And I mean, there's always a chance of a clean sheet. But these Reese James one point cameos, I mean, it doesn't matter how good he is. I mean, at least Dallas actually plays. Um, <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Josh? Do you have any that you're eyeing up? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really tough outside of City defenders. I remember yeah. it was only it's either last week or the week before, Rich, and we, we, we were chatting on WhatsApp and you were saying, I think it might have even been after the double game week. And you were it was saying last about, week. Yeah, what is, is, it, is it potentially time to be looking at, you know, four or five at the back? And here we are a week or two later and, and it's like, pff, apart from City defenders, absolutely scrapping around for picks. And... Do you know what changed though? The ch- the change there was the fact that Chilwell was dropped as well as James. Um, yeah. Because it was it was a Chelsea and Man... If you had Chelsea and Man City defenders, you could have Robertson or Trent as well and you could, could go big at the back. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's what changed, I think, is Chelsea. <laughs> I think there's just a lot... There's a lot of... Um... There's a lot of the good fullback. I mean, I'm a, more of a fullback fan than a centre back, but there's a lot of fullbacks that are getting rotated at the moment, um, and it makes it quite difficult. Like I think Luke Shaw is an amazing pick, but mm. he's just going to miss out now and again to Tellers. And it's, is it worth it? You know. Um, and then you know, Regulon is. I know he's picked up an injury but I think he's another great pick yeah. but he's going to miss out now and again to Ben Davies um, and so you know even even the Arsenal boys Bellerin, Tierney like there's some good picks there but they're not it, it, funny enough as boring as it is it, I think it's the centre-backs that are actually commanding a bit more attention because um, they're just more nailed for minutes so the ones yeah. I've got down I, I've also got Maguire as well I think he's a great pick they look they look fairly solid at the moment I think I saw a stat the other day that uh, he's had the most headed goal attempts of all players in the in the whole league um, which was pretty pretty big um, I think that uh, I do think Luca Dean is still another option I know a lot of people brought him in this week and a lot of people probably feeling a little bit, you know, bad about that transfer. But I think, you know, they've got some nice upcoming fixtures. And I think with regards to his positioning, I think it's, um, you know, I think it's the case of when they're playing um, a, a team that will defend more heavily against them, like they did with Newcastle this week, I think he'll play left back. And then when they're playing a team that will, will will attack them a fair amount, like they've got Leeds coming up this week and then they've got United, I think he'll play left wing. And I think Ben Goldfrey will play left back. Um, and I think that, that they'll set up like that because I think they need that solid solidity at the back. And Ben Goldfrey's been incredible at left back, even though it's not his, his, his actual position. So I think Dean is good. Um, Do you think Everton are good? I do think Everton are good. <laughs> I do. I love I love Ancelotti. I think he's one of the best managers in the league. 
I think um, I think they had an off day. If I'm I with think you. a lot of their stats were skewed because do you remember they played West Brom earlier in the season? Um, and obviously they had that this. You know, what was the score? Five nil. I can't remember. Five, there was an, five two. I think it five was. two. That was it. But it, they had an early red card as well, West Brom, and I think that skewed the stats a little bit for all these, you know, for the attacking numbers that they were putting out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean Luca Dean is a is a bit of an FPL legend, so I won't knock him. Knock him yeah, I, I think he's still an option. I really do. Um, I agree with you on Dallas. He's been in my team all season pretty much since game week two wild card. He's great. He's playing centre midfield. Um, and actually, today, before Rodrigo went off and Klitsch came on, uh, he was he was playing the furthest forward of, of the centre midfielders. Um, so yeah. he was he was really far forward. And then Klitsch came on uh, for Rodrigo, and it, it all went wrong. Dallas was further back. Bamford got his haul, and um, yeah. So if, if Rodrigo hadn't gone off, everything would have been wonderful. Do you know what? Um, I used to look at your team, Josh, and I saw you had Dallas and Eiling, and I was thought that I used to think that was horrible. But something I've noticed more recently is because we've got three Man City players in our teams, you've had these mm-hmm. solid two players. Now, sometimes they've given you a minus one, but you've had they've been playing. So you've always got Dallas yeah. and Ireland to fall back on when that's I've got thing. rubbish and like Zuma or Brewster. And <laughs> that's why, you know, I, I laugh about it every week. But that's why Seamus Coleman stayed in my team since my game week two wildcard. <laughs> I haven't needed to use him. Because I've had two quality defenders yeah. every week. It was James and it was Chilwell and James. It's now can uh, Diaz and Cancelo, and then I just play one of the Leeds boys alongside them. And then when Coleman's got a great fish like he did this week at home to Newcastle, I I, I, uh, I whack bang, him in. Bang hope, him in for the one starts. point. Bang him in for the one point exactly. It's a, it's a dream, you know. <laughs> Luckily, Dallas came off my bench this week for Cancelo with his goal, so that was good. So yeah, so I think um, going back to my picks that I mentioned, I think yeah, Maguire, I think uh, Dina, I think um, Dallas is great too. Um, and actually, don't rule out daily, um, Ailing either while um, while we're on the topic because he is now playing right back again. Um, he's still not got any attacking returns this season, but it, it, a lot of it's been because he's been playing centre-back because of injuries. I think now he's playing right back. I still think Dallas is the better pick, but Ailing is now uh, four point. He's now three, 0.3 cheaper, so 4.5 versus yeah. Dallas 4.8. So, yeah, if you can't get to Dallas money-wise, he's still he's still definitely viable. And then I think one that we cannot mention, you know, we've, we've got to at least mention him is, is Trent, because yes, right now they've got no fit first first choice centre backs. Um, and there's, there's rumours, obviously, one's coming in. There's, there's, there's strong rumours. It might even be Sice from Wolves, which would be a ben great... Ben Davis, I think, from Preston. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, that's the that's the new rumour. I wouldn't I mean, be surprised it's changing if, hourly. Too, if I'm honest with you. I've yeah, seen uh, Sice, I've seen Mustafi, obviously oh. Ben da- Davis, not to be confused with Tottenham's Ben Davis. Um, <laughs> but I think... Yeah, obviously paying 7.3 for Trent when they've got no uh, first-team centre-backs is, is not ideal. But, you know, he he, he was fantastic um, in, in, in the game against against Spurs. And I think it's just a ceiling there. You know, if you want if you want a defender that's going to that's going to have a high ceiling and potentially rocket you up the ranks with a with a haul or two, he's, he's definitely the one you, uh, yeah. you want. And again, again, it sounds boring, but he's he's nailed, isn't he? So I mean, at the moment, it, that seems, just seems mm. so important. While we've got exactly. these, we're Man talking City about players. all these all these fullbacks who keep yeah. getting rotated, and Trent and Robbo every week. 
Yeah, well, we'll move on to our, to our second headline. Um, so that's differential picks outside of the current template. Um, so, Andrew, I mean, you've mentioned you've already got a, got a couple of pretty nice differentials in your team already. But are there any other ones you've got your eye on? Yeah, we mentioned um, regarding um, Palace's um, nice fixtures coming up. Um, one I picked out there was Eze. Um, not not the best stats, not the best stats, um, but he's, he's he's got himself into the side now and he's he's getting 90 minutes now. Um, and I've watched I've watched a couple of um, Palace games this season, um, and when he's come on, he's looked so he's looked so dangerous, so lively, like he's. You can just see he's going to get points. He's going to get goals. With you know the fixtures coming up for them, there could well be something there for him. I know the main man you'd go to there would be Zahar, but as a I think could prove a nice little um, could prove a nice little differential to um, to Zahar there. Yeah, no, I love that one. He was amazing for QPR last year. I mean, I've just looked it up. It was 14 goals, eight assists for QPR. Yeah, yeah, I mean QPR aren't even very good. So <laughs> he's a yeah, he's such a lively little lively little player. Also, um, who else was I looking at? Um, someone that's uh, yeah, a bit of a deferential at the moment, but may not be is Harvey Barnes. Um, Harvey Barnes is in absolutely fantastic form. Great goal um, that today, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, and I can see a lot more. I can see him coming into a lot more teams. So. Um, yeah, just what the last sort of eight or so games now. Um, I think he's only blanked in one of them. Um, and the fixtures going forward, and that looked pretty good as well for him as well. So um, he's certainly someone that I would be looking looking um, looking to get. And the other one for me was Pereira from West Brom. He's scoring ridiculous yes. amounts of points at the moment, isn't he? Another guy that's in great form. I think his I think his next two fixtures aren't particularly brilliant if i remember but after that they got I sheffield think, united next but oh, then it's it? yeah then it's spurs and, and man united right okay yeah okay so sheffield united next and a couple of not so brilliant ones but then i think they got some nice ones after that but he's in fantastic form and you know what he done in the championship last season as well the assists he got in there um he was i think his positioning has just been changed by Allardyce, like you know, he he was clearly their best player coming into the Premier League and, uh, you know, from the Championship. But he wasn't playing week in, week out. Um, no. But I think he's gone, right, you're playing number 10. You're the main man. You've got a free role and yeah. crack on. He's on penalties as well, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's the last, the last sort of five games or so. He's, he's mm. been getting 90 minutes and that and he's hit some real good form. Um, I think he's very, very lowly. Um, 1.4% owned. 1.4, yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And there was that FPL Ross or something. He capt- he captained him, didn't he, in the double yes, game week? I <laughs> saw that. Yeah, crazy, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Love that pick. Yeah. No, I, I really like those picks. Do you have any other ones you want, wanted to mention? There's Cavani, who I've already got anyway. Yeah. The other one, oh, it was an, an alternative to Barnes was Madison. I mean, I prefer Barnes over Madison, but I still think that Madison in his own right is a good pick. But just another name that I'd throw out there, but I'd, I'd take Barnes over him anyway. Yeah, no, perfect. No, I, I really like those picks, really like them. Um, I mean, Josh, what are you thinking with, with differential picks? You finding it easy to find any? Um, not overly compared to normal. Normal the list yeah, would, tough, be, um, <laughs> would be pretty long. Um, I've already mentioned Trent, who yes, his ownership is still fourteen point eight percent, but in terms of live teams ownership, he is definitely a differential. So I'd, I'd, I'd definitely 
put him on the list. I think Christian Pulisic, uh, I know James mentioned him the last time we um, we podded and I mm. sort of sniggered because I thought mm, it's a little bit early with, with the Chelsea. Uh, got an assist, didn't he? Chelsea boys today. Uh, today. Yeah, he got an assist today. So yeah. Oh, yeah, for Alonso's goal. Yeah, that was a good goal, yeah. wasn't it? Um, yeah, but I think he's he's looked bright. I mean, he always looks bright. But, um, you know, today, Tuchel obviously didn't see exactly what he wanted in the first uh, half. He brought Pulisic on at half-time, and I thought he was fantastic. Um, we've got some good fixtures coming up. He's 2.1% owned. Um, so I think he's a great... Oh. He's a great, great differential. He's he's eight point two million, so he's a little bit of an awkward price. But if you've still got some money knocking about from your uh, anyone that did KDB to Gundogan, um, he's you know he'd be a lovely upgrade. And I think you know definitely could be in for some points, especially as he he only he came off the bench. Uh, this week I think he should definitely start against Spurs next game and then the other one I put was Ross Barkley who back now is fit he's playing every week obviously he's had a nice rest as to have you know some of the other Villa players who didn't pick up coronavirus um, I'm, I'm pretty sure he didn't and I and obviously know Grealish didn't um, he's 0.8% owned and he's 5.9 million and uh, you know he's on Fair few of the set pieces. He's playing essentially number ten. I think he's great, great value. Um, you know, quite nice to go alongside a Greenish or a Watkins. Perfect. No, I, I like those. Um, I, I found it really difficult, like you mentioned, Josh. There's, it doesn't feel like there's that many differentials at the no. moment. I've, I've got a couple in my team, um, but for differing reasons, I can't really, you know, recommend them at the moment. I mean, obviously, I've got Foden. I had to mention him. But the fact he's just played 90 minutes, you know, that that does worry me. But I think he's as nailed as Sterling, if not more. But I don't think he's one for this game week. But And also the good fixtures, they're about to end. You know, this gold, the golden patch that they had, that's going to be gone by midweek. Um, the other one was Mane, who obviously I mentioned I brought into my team. We, di- we didn't podcast last week. But, I mean, the whole reason I got Mane was because Iceman was speaking to um, the guy from Statsbomb. And he'd recommend, he said Mane was... James York. James York. Yeah, James York from Statsbomb. And he'd said to James, before uh, Mane got 15 points the other day, that Mane was criminally under-owned uh, under, under in FPL. Um, Iceman shared that with us, obviously, after, after the game. I looked at his stats, and I, honestly, I couldn't believe it. He was top of so many metrics over the last four. Um, you know, chances created, etc. So, obviously, Mane's now got this injury risk. We don't know what's going on with him. But, I mean, I think he will be one to look at. And a big reason I brought him in to have Mane and Salah is I can actually then choose which one I want to keep. Now, obviously, typically, Salah's now scored a brace, but we know Salah's always better without Mane. So I I think Mane's one I want to keep an eye on. And obviously, he's in my team. Same with Foden. Um, The differential pick I like is actually one I removed um, a couple of weeks ago for a minus 12, which is Harrison at Leeds. Obviously, he scored five goals now this season. Uh, four assists and he scored in the last two games he doesn't seem to do that well for bonus but I know Planet FPL James um, James Linden when he was on he recommended Harrison when we were talking about Harrison and Rafinha Um, Mm. that's how I ended up getting him in the team and I think he's a good picks yeah about 2% owned Jack Harrison so he'd be a differential I'd consider especially ahead of Everton at the weekend 
Like and like we've already mentioned many times on this episode, you know, Leeds players don't get rotated. So you know that Harrison's gonna play. Um yeah, so he he's my differential. So we'll move on to our third and final headline, which is captain options for the upcoming game weeks. So should we should we start with you, Andrew? Um sorry Josh, are we doing the next three game weeks? Yeah, twenty two, twenty three 23 and 24 I think yeah awesome awesome so Andrew what are you thinking maybe for the next three three captain picks so um for 22 I I can't really look past Salah to be honest um he come through for me this week he's got a home game against Brighton Brighton are defending well though um but I think he's really the the standout one for me there um even I mean, Bruno's at home against Southampton. Bruno's kind of dried up lately. Um, the only other option is Son at home against Chelsea, which I don't particularly like. So I think Salah for me in 22. Um, moving on to 23, I will probably look at Son in 23. He's home against West Brom. Not not overly excited about it. Um it's a good it's a good fixture, but I can see that being a one nil or something. Um Yeah, West Brom um, tend to be worse at home, don't they? So obviously that's an away game for West Brom. Yeah, yeah. Spurs historically do tend to struggle to break down teams like that at home. Um but Liverpool playing City kind of rules rules Salah out for me there anyway. Um so I probably will be looking at Son that week. Um, and then 24 will be where I'm looking at Bruno, who's away at West Brom. Um, with um, the Sal- I mean, Salah that week's away at Leicester, but I, I, I prefer, I think I prefer Bruno in that fixture there. So I'm thinking Salah, Son and Bruno. So there'd be three players, and they're three players you've got at the moment, aren't they? Yes, right? they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That makes yeah. it nice and easy, then, doesn't it? That you don't have to yeah. bring a player in specifically um, exactly. yeah. for one fixture. Whereas myself, I don't have any Spurs players yet, so might have to consider that. But um, what do you what do you think, Josh? Have you got um, favourites at the moment? Yeah, exactly the same as Andrew said. Uh, the only thing I'd add to it is I think this week is actually very much dependent on Mane's availability. I think if Mane's fit. Um, and will start against Brighton, then I think that Bruno and Salah are just as good as each other as as, as captaincy options this week. If Mane's out, it's 100% Salah because of his record without Mane, which is, I mean, just ridiculous. Every single time Mane doesn't play, he hauls every game. I mean, this season alone... Today, he got a brace. Uh, Mane was on the bench against United in the FA Cup. He braced. Uh, Mane had coronavirus when they lost 7-2 to Aston Villa. He braced. It's just ridiculous. So, so are you the hoping du- that Mane doesn't play? Yeah, massively. Cheers, Obviously mate. not. Cheers, you know, not <laughs> for you, you you don't. But yeah, yeah. we've got massively. But I mean, even 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 the even the the big double game week last season that um, everyone triple captain either Salah or Mane. You know, Mane went off after thirty minutes of the first game. And Salah scored Salah, a penalty. And, <laughs> hey, didn't Salah just score a penalty? Well, that was in the second game. Oh, but anyway, yeah. what was what yeah. was it relevant <laughs> of how he gets the points? He yeah, hauled again he does, without he him. No, you're right. No, you are right. I can't. Bonkers. I mean, I can't think of I can't think of of a 
a theory um, in FPL that is as, you know, set in stone as that one, you know, all of the ones over the year of all oh, this player plays better with this and this, you know, and, you know, there was, we had all sorts of ones. Remember over the Dembele the one where yeah, K- Dembele, if he didn't play, Kane K- didn't K- score. Yeah, yeah and yeah. All, all sorts of things. And, and now we're talking about Bruno's better without Pogba and all this sort of, which I think is, is evident, but there is nothing more. Son's better without Kane, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. um, there's nothing more evident than Salah without Mane. It's just, it's just nuts. And what? And then you're 23 and 24. You're thinking the same as yeah. Andrew. Then so you're looking. I own them all already, so it's simple. Just focus on the rest of my team. And um, but I just think the unfortunate thing is we were going to go in. We were going into this period really. And actually, KDB was was my main captain for this period. He was going to be captain um, definitely this week at home. Sheffield United obviously went to Gundogan, um, who blanked. Um, and I think, you know, he would have definitely been in the running for last week and even for this week coming up. But it's just a shame that he wasn't there because it, it's, it's made the captaincy a lot tougher without him because yeah. of that. Great fixture run they had, City. I mean, someone who could be good this week, you'd assume. I know sometimes Sterling misses games against Burnley, but we know that Sterling's not played. It was strange yeah, no, to play because he didn't make any subs apart from bringing mm. bringing Rodri on. So, yeah, I agree. I'd, I'd, I'd say Sterling. You know, if you, I'd stick and with Mares him. as well. Mares, presuming yeah. Mares starts, either of them I two. I, I do so. worry if someone's still got Mares though. I mean, <laughs> but if you were like, look, we've got wild card, yeah. you know, no, if you're I got wild yeah. Card yeah. in twenty five. It's a great. Bring him in. What the captaincy on him? He's probably about five percent owned. You know, he's and Mar- um, Mares. You know, when um when he when he does play, his 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 minutes, you know, per per points and stuff are just are crazy. So yeah. you never know. No, it's true. It's true. I mean, I, th- I think for this week, obviously, I've got if if I know Mane's playing, I think I might captain Mane. But it's a tough one between Mane and Salah. It always is, and I got it wrong this week. Um, and normally I always captain Salo. It's just because those stats. I mean, honestly, Mane, if you get a chance, look at them. I mean, Mane was wiping the floor with Salah stats. They, I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, it was evident, though, in the in the game uh, that they played were against Spurs. I mean, yeah, I mean, Mane was... should have got more than 15 points oh, in that yeah. game. He, I mean, was, it, he had everything. He yeah. missed a couple of sitters in the first half. Salah was quite wide. It was all pointing towards Mane, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, the stats I mean, I know you're a big fan of Mane, and I normally, normally, I've never, I've never captained Mane since he played for like Southampton. Mm. And obviously, the one week I do it, he gets injured like after, or we find out yeah. about it after the deadline. I, but I, I am I a big fan of his. I am a big fan of his, but one thing I would say is he is he's harder to predict than Salah, and that's the only thing I would say about him. He's quite frustrating. Um, frustrating to be fair. He has been. If we ignore today. He has been, but over the over the years, Salah normally the time to captain him is either at home against uh, you know a smaller uh, you know flat track bully type non top six team, or when he's playing um, through the middle. Um, uh, you know, essentially, in, 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 you know, um, as a number nine through the middle, or when he's playing without Mane, those three times normally are, you, you're good for a, a goal or a haul. Yeah. Mane, he's he's great at home and away from home, but you just it's quite tough to pick 
the right games. And I find that he's, 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 he's sometimes he's been great to own, but a frustrating captain. Yeah, I'd vouch for that. I, I did have um, the Salah and Mane double up myself and um, home against Burnley was the last straw and I ditched. I ditched Mane then, and then obviously Mane got 15 points against Tottenham the game week after. So, yeah, it's a um, yeah. It, 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 I did find it very frustrating. I don't think I'd go back to having both of them. No, I think it was fine. Was it last season when there was? I think Mane yes. was a bit cheaper, and it was like it was doable. And obviously KDB then was nine and a half at the start. But this season, you can't you can't be carrying both of them through like for a long period. No, I mean, no. I mean, my plan's never to keep it. Like, it was a two-game punt. I mean, I'm gonna go to Son, so I guess it moves us nicely on to 23. Because I'm gonna, like you, like you guys, I want to captain a Spurs player in 23. So Mane was sort of a placeholder for Son because I just didn't fancy Son this week, especially without Kane. And if I can in 23, I'd rather captain Kane than Son. Obviously if we know he's 100% back. And actually, I also wanted to say in 22, I'd actually probably consider Bamford as well as a bit of an outside punt. Um, so I'd, I'd go Mane or Salah. Then I'm looking at Kane over Son if possible. And then, I mean, 20, 24 is quite a tough one. I mean, obviously you both mentioned Bruno. I think it would be hard to look past that. But we could also have a double game week that week, remember? Yeah, which which would change which would change everything. And I mean, mm-hmm. Chelsea have got Newcastle, so if we've got a bit more information about Chelsea by yeah. then, that could be tempting. Also, I was looking at doing Mane to Son in twenty three. That would then enable me to do Son to a a in twenty four when they play Leeds, and ahead of a wild card. I wouldn't mind a Bamiyan captain against Leeds. Obviously, he's not able to train at the moment, is he? Because of no, personal reasons. But... And that's what you've got to keep an eye on, isn't it? How much yeah. of his personal reasons are going to affect his performance on the pitch. But it's just because, I mean, my rank's like so bad at the moment. I could look at these players like like Mane, like a Yang, where, like I did with Kane last season, uh, where people don't own them. And if you're doing it ahead of wildcard, yeah. you know, it, it, it was a great pun. And, and yeah. captaining players against Leeds over this season has had uh, had really great success. I mean, funnily enough... Bruno, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, Bruno. Our captain Bruno against them. Our captain Sun against them. You know, we've seen what other other players have done against them in the Some past. Some people did well. Harvey Barnes captain today. And that's... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a haul, but it was eight points double. It outscored every other captain pretty it's, much. Well, but exactly. Apart from Salah, yeah. Um, I think that, that what's funny, though, is that... Um, the, the the two teams that have really caused a lot of captain blanks recently have been West Brom and Sheffield United. The last two weeks, I've captain uh, player against Sheffield United, so it was Gundogan this week blank. Last week, Fernandez blank, and then Salah blanked at home to West Brom, and um, KDB blanked at home to West Brom. So, you know, it's it's. It all looks lovely on paper to captain to captain um, you know premium midfielders against you know the the minnows at the bottom of the league, but you know sometimes it's you not. Want, you want West Brom to be at home, like me and Andrew mentioned before. Mm-hmm. I mean, West Brom in the last five home games have let in like twenty five goals or something. Like wow. it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, that's why I bench Johnson for some reason at home. They are horrific. But I think also it's going to get to the point where those teams have got to come out and win games because they're going to be that far down. I mean, maybe. But then Sheffield United have started to 
to edge themselves back into it, not not playing crazy attacking football. So I, I, I mean, really there's hope always they hope. stay up. I really hope they stay up. But United, yeah. Yeah, but I, I, can't, I can't see it. I think they're definitely too far. It's some escape, wouldn't it? It would be amazing escape. Mm. I, I didn't even ask Andrew who you, who you support. I didn't even ask. Um, I'm, I'm a Watford fan, me. Oh, nice. So um, yeah, I'm um, fingers crossed we can um, we can get back up. Um, very frustrating team to support. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can relate support, supporting <laughs> Reading, but we're we're almost rivals at the moment. So. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. About the same amount of points, so we are we are rivals for now. But um, we are. We'll have to talk about the championship. We'll get all the listeners well, will be turning we're, off. We're talking about yeah. future Premier League assets here. Yes. So. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. It's going to be great, Rich, if uh, if you're able to provide you know big long threads on Twitter about all the Reading picks. Yeah, but I haven't haven't been to a game for over a year. <laughs> right, they're on they're on tv a fair amount at the moment they're on, they're on tv but it's, it's not the same it's not the same i like going like i like actually being at the game and that whole match day experience but i mean maybe that's why they're doing well because they haven't got our, our fans banging the chairs and stuff yeah um, abuse at the minute <laughs> i wouldn't do that we'll go for the we'll go for the piss, piss break shall we and then we'll we'll go through some questions so the Iceman's Piss Break is sponsored, of course, by FPL Merch with custom made mugs, trophies and even wooden spoons. Love those. On sale right now. Use the code PISSBREAK for an extra 20% off at FPLMerch.com. So go to FPLMerch.com, use the code PISSBREAK um, and you honestly just go there just, just to see the wooden spoons. Welcome back, listeners. So we're going straight on to our community questions. We've got a question, first of all, from I think questions were a bit like low with this week, were they, Josh, looking at the first question? <laughs> yeah, I think it's just um, <laughs> I think it's just the short turnaround between game weeks, really. Um, and, on, you know, I, I, I tweeted the questions tweet out this morning and there was obviously a whole host of games today. So I think people aren't quite in that headspace yet, you know, of, of thinking about the next game week and, um, and you know, transfers with their teams and whatnot. So. I think a lot of people, like myself included, were thinking like this morning, we're just like, I hate this game week. And then obviously Salah scored, scores a brace and everyone's loving it again. But <laughs> but yeah, we got a question from Dan Bell. I can't pronounce this. Dan, but we got a question from Dan. And Dan's saying, asking, what are your day jobs? Mine's not very interesting. I work in sales. What about you, Josh? Um, I've got my own recruitment agency in the uh, hospitality industry. So uh, pretty quiet at the moment. Yeah, I was going to say, it must be a good time for that. But I don't know. Oh, just, just diversifying at the moment. Diversifying and uh, great, great season to be um, to be doing the podcast because I've got a bit more time on my hands. Yeah, no, it is. No, it's a good. It is a good season to be doing it. Um, it's, well, it's good and bad because there's obviously so many games to be watching as well. Um, I mean, obviously, normally you wouldn't have to watch all 10 games or or or, or at least as many as we're watching. Um, what about you, Andrew, if you, if you want to share that information? Yeah, nothing exciting for me. I'm a data analyst. Oh, nice. That, that must help for FPL. Yes. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why you see a lot of steps from me. I like numbers. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. 
Um, we've also got a question from Danny Farmer. So thoughts on Aston Villa for the double game weeks. Martinez, Watkins and Grealish look to be the top three, but I have target and don't want to sell him. You think it's OK to go without Grealish? So I guess that's a bit like what Josh was saying earlier about not wanting to, to fill all his spots. Um, I mean, what do you think about that, Andrew? Um, well, I mean, so he's got target already. Um, I think it's OK to go without Grealish. I mean, personally, I've, out of them, I would probably just go without Martinez, I guess, um, and go with Watkins, Grealish and Target. I mean, I guess for me, the for me, the question there is either Martinez or Watkins. Um, yeah, I'd agree um, with that. You know, um, do you want to double up with the defence? Do you want to double up with the attack? What do you think is more likely, clean sheets or goals? See, I, I, is this a really weird opinion? But I kind of like, I know how good Grealish is, but I kind of prefer Watkins as an asset over Grealish because of the price difference. And because I think he has these, like, high, I think he has a higher ceiling. I mean, it, it might not be popular because um, I think Martinez is, is just so I just so think good. that Grealish trickles points in and that's... And he's more expensive than, than Watkins. I mean, some people got Watkins at but... 5.9, I think he dropped to. What's the great thing about Grealish is you, you know, you look in his last five appearances, he's blank once, you know, whereas, you know, Watkins is more, he, he blanks a bit more often. I know what you mean about he's got a higher ceiling. I think they're both great picks. They're both great value. I mean, they're, they're they are the surprise package for me this season, Villa. I know they were a lot better last season defensively. They obviously brought Martinez in. Sign Matty Cash, who's, who's been a good right back for them. So, you know, they've continued to be solid defensively, but then they now look really good going forward as well. And I think for that reason, you 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 know, if they if they muscled out a top six finish, I don't think you could say that they don't deserve it. No, I no, I think they're a great team. But I also think they've had a few I mean, they were lucky to keep a clean sheet yesterday, for example. Oh yeah. I mean, they, very very lucky. They've outperformed, in my opinion, their um, expected clean sheets. They, they, um, yeah, definitely, definitely ridden a few of them. And I think, you know, Mart is obviously that Ings offside was a was a another silly VAR call, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think I really like Grealish. I brought him back in this week. I think he's great to own, and um, you know, really pleased to have him back. But I think, yeah, him, Martinez, and and Watkins are the best three, without who, who, doubt. Who mentioned Barkley? Was that Andrew? Or was that you, Josh? That was me in the in the in the differential. Yeah. Would but, you would you go Barkley over any of those? I mean, obviously Barkley's a lot less than Greenish. I consider well. Barkley over Watkins. So if you went like okay. Martinez, Greenish, what um, Barkley, or just or just or or, or no Villa defender. I don't even think you need Martinez or a Villa defender personally. But as for um, as for Danny's question that you mentioned, um, if you've got target, keep him. I think he's he's looked great in the last uh, last few weeks. So it, it seems like he's getting a little bit further forward as well. He was a bit of a double game week hero for those that those that had him, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, um, Andrew, would you? I'm sorry if you mentioned it already. Would you? Would you rather have Grealish or Watkins yourself? It sounded like maybe Grealish, but um, yeah. And the funny thing is, I've not owned Grealish this season, and I have owned Watkins. Um, but <laughs> did you own uh, Watkins for the frustrating period where he missed yes. penalties? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So. <laughs> I was an owner for all of that. <laughs> maybe that's um, clouded. Clouded. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would take Grealish over. Um, over Watkins, even for the, the million and a half more that he is, um, 
he is. I just I just would feel more confident um, in having him. But personally, I would have both of them. Really, I mean, I would. Yeah. I would go for both. I would have both of them, and then uh, and then either have Target or Martin. You know what? It's it's funny yeah. you mentioned that because uh, obviously when I owned Watkins for that frustrating period as well, and I remember having to record a pod and I had Jossie and Josh laughing about all the points we missed out on as a Watkins owners. Yes. But the one the one horrible thing about owning Watkins apart from that was I didn't want Grealish to assist any of his goals. So <laughs> and it generally is Grealish who assists them. It is. He scores so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's just a funny one. It's like, there's so many midfielders at the moment, like Gundogan and Foden, that I like. I've, I think that's why I find it hard to get Grealish in. But then there's a lot of good strikers as well. Yeah. Obviously, we've got I, Antonio, Bamford. I prefer um, I prefer three five two at the moment, though. I think that's the, the, the optimum formation. Yeah, no, I can see that. Is, that. is that your preferred one, Andrew? Or, I mean, if you're not playing Bobby, Bobby Dukoy, very... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, certainly, certainly three at the back. I've always been a three at the back guy, anyway. Um, and you know, I, I kind of like like to have a setup where I can either have you know the five across midfield or the four and three up front, mm. which is where the likes of your Reed and your, your Suchek's come into play there. Um, but I do agree. Yeah, three three five two is the optimum I think at the moment going forward. Brilliant. So I hope that answers your question, Danny. Um, I think it was worth discussing Villa as well, um, obviously considering the prices of the players and how well they're doing. So we're moving to our feedback. We've got one from FPL Zero blog. Um, so obviously last week we had our 200th episode with the Iceman. Zero blog says, awesome lads. Nice to have FPL Hawks make an appearance. One of the nicest voices to listen to, but most of all the Ice Dude. What a man. Founded the greatest podcast ever. The newbies in brackets, relatively speaking, that's me and you, Josh, aren't bad either. So that's probably the best feedback we've had about me and you. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for enriching my life. So thank you very much. That's really kind. Um, we'll move on to our to our partner chat. So Mikhail Tokvam's algorithm. You can access Mikhail Tokvam's algorithm at patreon.com forward slash transfer algorithm. And obviously each week he does the, the Iceman's team. I mean, the Iceman's actually had quite a good week this week, thanks to, thanks to Salah. Actually, he's had a very, very good week. Um, but Mikhail's advice to, to the Iceman is, what a season. Anyway, the transfer algorithm identifies three candidates moving forward for game week 22. So Rashford to Son gains 0.16 BCV. Or Reese James to Trent also gains 0.20 BCV. Um, because James does actually have 3.7 million in the bank. Uh, Mikhail goes on to say, given Rashford's got a decent fixture first up, while your defence is in constant shambles. I think that's because... No, he sold his West Brom defender. Um, splashing the cash for Alexander-Arnold is the right move. Robertson is the alternative, and it's about nothing between them. Anyway, the transfer algorithm marginally rates Trent at the best at the moment. So I think the algorithm's got Trent just ahead of Robertson, and the recommended move for you, Iceman, is James to Trent Alexander-Arnold. Uh, we're also partnered with Fantasy Football Hub and have been given an exclusive sign-up offer. So if you just go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk, you can sign up there for 15% off. Just use the code capital letters surgery15 at fantasyfootballhub.co.uk and you'll get 15% off. And we're partnered with FPL Doodles at FPL Doodles One, and that's his Twitter handle. And he does the artwork for the pod release tweet. So we'll move on now to our captains. That's our transfers and our captains. So Andrew, I know the game week. The game week has you know barely barely ended, and we've already grabbed you on a Skype call to do the podcast. Um, but have you had much time to think about your transfers? 
if I make a transfer this week, um, I hear what um, Josh was saying regarding um, Reese James, but he would likely be my transfer out for Harry Maguire. Perfect. You sound um, like you might be considering saving it or? Yes, I could potentially. I mean, I could, um, you know, I've got, I've got players on the bench that play regularly. Um, so just looking at my team, I could potentially play Ogbonna away at Villa. Um, my other option is to put in Aileen, who's at home against Everton. Um, and just have James on the bench. Um don't bench him. Sell him or sell him. We've just read out his recent scores, though. Because do you know what's funny? Is this is the first time I've done an episode where I'll click on a player and you can't scroll anymore down the fixtures because there's, you know, there's not actually that many game weeks left. And I feel like we might be holding Reese James for, you know, it's more hope, isn't it, than anything? Well, yeah. Do you know what? I've just <laughs> looked. You know, he's, he's only scored more than two points in six game weeks. Um, oh, season, that's mad. Which is, uh, yeah, kind of question why you have got him. <laughs> <laughs> we should have it's done about, this it's earlier. About the, it's, it's about the eye test, though, on this one for me. And um, Reese James playing right wing back in any game, ex- excluding you know City, who are just fantastic at the moment. I'd, I'd want him. I'd want him in my team. So I'd, I'd, I would really advise playing him against Spurs you also it, told it, me not you told me not to get him game week one and that's yeah, when he, because 14, he was 14 points because he was a rotation <laughs> risk. yeah and what is he now <laughs> he is yeah he is but you've got him in your team so I'm I, I think give him Spurs he'll play right wing back and I think that's a nice and not like if they've not got Kane which let's be honest it looks like they probably won't have Kane then yeah I think it's a it's a really viable a really viable, uh, you know, uh, game to play him in. You'll get forward, and yeah, I think I think it's a good it's a good pick. So I I I personally would either sell him or play him. I wouldn't I wouldn't bench him. I think it'll hurt. Yeah, I can see I can see them getting a clean sheet there. I certainly can. They do have two nice fixtures after that as well. It's just yeah. a case of um, yeah, will he play or is he gonna? I, I'm and keen, I think keep. I'm not keen on keeping him if he's going to come on for, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I don't think there's a problem with benching him because, I mean, it's just one of those things where, I don't know, if he plays well, you're going to want him back at that price, um, especially with those two fixtures, the Newcastle and Sheffield United games. If he, if, if, if Tuchel benches him against Spurs, our best our best player, he's, he's screw loose. He's got a screw loose, honestly. You reckon like, you should sack him like you did Frank or... <laughs> yeah, you can go as well, sod it. No, honestly though, like everyone, he must have watched plenty of Chelsea games in the past and, you know, lots of footage prior. He's probably watching lots of footage now. We see him in training. He's an incredible player. Like he will he will be amazing in that game against Spurs, particularly as Son normally operates more on the left and the right, you know. With with or without Kane, so I yeah I think you'd be stupid not to start him. There we go. Um, um Andrew, who would your your captain be? Um, my captain's going to be Salah. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> um, and what what about you, Josh? What are you thinking for your transfers and captain? I'm in a similar position, so either role or the weekly uh, question of 
or, or weekly statement of I'm going to sell Seamus Coleman. Um, it just, uh, you know, this week it, it might actually happen. So, um, yeah, that, that's it really. I'm happy with my team. So, at the moment, I'm playing, obviously, the two City defenders, uh, Diaz and Cancelo, with Dallas, uh, who's at home to Everton, who is not an amazing fixture, but he's still he's playing centre midfield. They just won. He's going to play in centre midfield again. So, you know, it's a pretty good option, really. It's either start with him and roll or bring in someone for Coleman who's who's got a better chance of keeping a clean sheet, really. And then Salah, Salah captain. It depends on Mane. Depends on Mane. Salah captain. If Mane is out, if Mane's back, then I will mull it over between Salah and Bruno. But it's currently on Salah. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I've got. I've not had much time to digest what I'm doing. I mean, obviously, I mentioned wildcarding on WhatsApp earlier, but I mean, I wasn't fully serious. Well, um, I think you're just having <laughs> a little bit of a meltdown. Yeah, maybe. Uh, no, I think that's what it is. I mean, I've got a, a few... little bit of a meltdown and then you had a better game week than both me and Andrew. So uh... mine, mine's been a culmination of things. I mean, like the last four game weeks, I don't want to go too far into it, but I've had the Sterling miss penalty. I had the bench boost where nine players didn't play um, or, you know, or cameoed. Then I captained the wrong Man City player when everyone captained Bruno. So I, <laughs> so I had to sit through hoping Bruno blanked. And, you know, then just captain, bringing in Mane and captaining him. That was a bit of the final straw, but like you said, I've actually had a good game week, so I'm not gonna not gonna cry too much about it. But I mean, my first dilemma is first of all, I've got to choose between Johnston, who's away to Sheffield United, and Martinez. Um, you know, he's been so so good to me. Um, so I'm not sure yet. I've got Johnston in at the moment, but I, I don't feel great about it. Um, then I've got. I mean, I need to find out what's going on with Mane because I think it's a week too early for me to bring in Son. Um, then I've also got Reese. Not only do I have Reese James, but I've got Reese James and I've got Kurt Zuma as well. So I think hopefully Mane plays. If he doesn't, I'm just going to move Zuma to either Dallas or Rudiger. Now Rudiger scares me because you know I could I could start I could bring in Rudiger and then Zuma starts and you know it's not going to be great for me. But, oh, um, but it would make a good pod though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, not for me, but yeah, would. <laughs> People would want to listen, maybe. maybe Zuma but... to Zuma to Rudiger. This is the just dullest bench... move ever. It's just ben... it's bench strengthening for me now because I don't know if yeah. Mane's going to play. I've got Reese James, who's a bit, you know, we we hope he plays. I've also got Gundogan and Foden, who I love them as picks, but they both just played ninety minutes. You are uh, also though bringing in a Chelsea defender to play against Spurs. I don't. I don't, I not, don't mind that when you've not got any Spurs. You've not got Son, you know, and if he does score, I mean, Kane, I don't think will be back, but if he does score, it's going to hurt twice. Oh, you know me though, Josh, I think the opposite. I think that, oh, if Son, if Son blanks and I get two Chelsea clean sheets, I'm yeah. always, I am always, always look at the best case scenario and obviously this season, Fair it's, play. Not, it's not happened much, has it? But I think, I think Spurs will score, um, but what, I do after think... After watching that game, after that game delayed our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I do think though that... Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I think James. I think James. If James starts that game, I think he'll get an attacking return. I think he'll get an assist. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will start James um, because uh, Zoom is a bigger problem for me than James. So, yeah. I d- and he's also more expensive, isn't he? Uh, he is. Although yeah. I've lost, I gained so much value on Zuma and he's just plummeted, and I've just patiently left him there. But I'm glad I didn't take a hit to remove him because I'd be 
you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have paid off. But you but, can get your defence out without, um, with, um, with keeping Zuma, can't you? You still got three, uh, three viable defenders this week. I've got Robertson, Cancelo, who always worries me. I've got James, who worries me. Zuma's a worry, and I've got Soufal. So it's it's all right. I just want more depth because of Gundogan and Foden. Because Mane's got a flag, I just need a bit more bench depth. And mm. I mean, that's why I think Dallas does interest me because those Leeds players play. It's um, just these, these game weeks at the moment. I've never remembered it like it's like Christmas all over again, isn't it? It's it is. thick and fast. I mean, yeah. we've got another yeah. two to go back to back. Two days till the next game week. So, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, captain, it's going to be Salah or Mane. I, I'm leaning Mane, but I need news he's definitely playing. Uh, Bamford would be my punt, but. I don't know if I'm going to do that after being stung the last couple of weeks. But let's move on to our differential picks. So, Andrew, who have you got for your differential this week? Differential is Mares this week. So, obviously, the last game, Pep made no changes whatsoever. No subs in that game. Likes of Sterling and Mares didn't play a single minute. Um, away at Burnley. Um, I can see Mares getting some returns in that game. Um, nice and fresh um, surely Pep didn't just keep them all on the bench to just keep them on the bench again um, so I'm, I'm definitely seeing Mahrez starting that one and I can see him sort of the sort of game that he could he could get double digits in yeah and he does seem to do that you know well, when he plays anyway what, what, who's your one Josh I'm going for Richarlison which I'm laughing at myself because again. <laughs> I think he's had such a poor season by his standards you know he, he he did miss a few games um, after he got a red card against Liverpool, but in all in all, he's played most of the fixtures. Um, two goals, five assists for the season is awful. Um, but if there's ever a game that would suit him and the way he plays, it's Leeds. Yeah, I could see and that. And I think for that reason, I fancy him to kind of, to get into the points this week. And it's, a sh- it's a shame he's not on penalties anymore, I'm assuming, because Sigurdsson's obviously been playing well. Sigurdsson playing didn't start, though, at the weekend. Yeah, he did. Uh, oh, no, he did. You're right. Yeah, he, he did. did. Sorry, beg your pardon. He, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't start um, soon, though, because um, Alan's mm. due back. Of course, um, of course, yeah. And then and Andre Gomez came on uh, when the, in the Saturday morning game against... Um, Saturday morning, Saturday early kickoff against uh, Newcastle. I don't know why they don't start him. He's 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 quality and no, he um, yeah. So I think they, they 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 may resort back to that sort of Decore Gomez Alan type midfield and therefore Sigerson will be off the pitch. I actually don't know if it will be Richarlison. Um, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was Calvert Lewin because of him scoring penalties for England. And maybe, I think I saw maybe. something a while ago about that he would be on penalties if Sigerson wasn't starting. Would you captain an Everton asset? For this game? Yeah. No. We mentioned Leeds earlier. <laughs> would you, Andrew? If you, I mean, I know you, um, you're pretty set on Salah, but... No, I don't think no. I would, no. <laughs> no, no one really, no one really... Um... No, I mean, Calvert-Lewin's too unpredictable himself to... Yeah, to, he's a... To, to captain, a lot of people captained him this week. He's a bit of a six-point machine. He reminds me of uh, Connor Cody when Wolves were good defensively. <laughs> I just don't like captaining um, players who, who don't play for the sort of traditional top six, top four big teams, you know. And um, that was why this week I didn't... I looked at... I didn't even consider the likes of... Grealish or 
or DCL, who I know that the the people captain, they weren't even in my thinking. You know, it's always looking at the big sort of traditionally the big premium midfielders, and obviously the um, the lowly price Gundogan at the moment. Yeah, no, fair enough, fair enough. And my one, I mean, I've already mentioned him earlier. I've got Harrison. Um, I mean, maybe if a, la- a lands back, you know, Everton might look a little bit better. But yeah, I, I do quite fancy Leeds in that game. Please help support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash FPL surgery. Please join the FPL surgery podcast league. The code for that is 439HW9. That code again is 439HW9. Of course, you can find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit and Twitter. Twitter handle is at FPL surgery. You can subscribe on iTunes and remember to please rate the podcast five stars. And you can email the Iceman FPL surgery podcast at gmail.com. So, Andrew, um, thank you so much for coming on. And as Josh mentioned earlier, your tweets are amazing. Um, how can people find you on, on social media? Um, yeah, on Twitter, I'm GowerAMG. Brilliant, brilliant. No, th- th- thanks for coming on, Andrew, and hopefully we get you on again Get you on again soon. Cheers, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. And Josh, I guess you just got one more thing to say. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod. Up the pod.